Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to be recapping Vanderpump Rules with the one and only Simon Curtis. Simon is a fantastic musician. He's got a great new song out called Love. I encourage you all to go buy, stream, download, wherever you listen to music. Listen to Simon Curtis Love. I'm going to play it at the end of the episode to take us out. It's so phenomenal. Maybe I'll play another little clip in here before I bring him out. Um, but Simon's going to come out, and we're going to talk about Kristen Doty's very public on-camera meltdown on this week's Vanderpump Rules in Solvang, or what some people are calling Sovain. That's you know what our dear Brittany is calling it. And I'm very excited to chat about this week's episode. Before I bring him out, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click the become a patron button for $4 or more per month. You get access to all the bonus episodes. And more importantly, you just help support this podcast. So thank you to all of you that are over there. I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. There was an episode with an interview with Teddy Mellencamp out this week from the Real House of Beverly Hills. I encourage you all to go listen to it. There was very juicy. Like there was some good stuff in there. So uh, thank you to all that have listened to it. I'm going to hopefully be recapping the Real House of Beverly Hills this week after the episode airs. And then we have our Lindsay Lohan recap coming on Thursday. So, you know, full steam ahead. I know it's a lot of episodes, but we, you know, got a lot of content here. We got a lot of Bravo content to cover and MTV content. <laughs> speaking of speaking of MTV content, you guys, I don't know if anyone watches the challenge. I was laughing so hard this week on the challenge because TJ Lavin, who hosts the challenge, you know, he's like this very like gruff kind of <laughs> gruff older man, you know, like real tough. And when he was presenting the challenge, he was like Without further ado, here comes our challenge. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I say that same thing on my show, but it sounds so much gayer when I say it. Like when I say, like every, I'm always like, without further ado, here's our Vanderpump Rules recap. And, you know, I just was laughing because I was like, TJ just delivers that line so much different than I do. And, you know, maybe that's why he's on camera and I'm off camera. I'm just behind a microphone. I gave myself a show, but. <laughs> Without further ado, here comes the next challenge. <laughs> so it's very different than what I do, but let me just say that without further ado, here. <laughs> it's okay. Let's bring out Simon Curtis to talk about this week's Vanderpump Rules. Wait, I'm going to try to do it like TJ. Without further ado, let's bring out Simon Curtis to talk about Vanderpump Rules and Kristen Doty's meltdown. Let's, at, let's get at it, dudes. <laughs> now I sound like. Now I feel like I sound like Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Let's get at it, dudes and dudettes. Okay, cut me off. I've had too much caffeine. Without further ado, here's Simon. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? 
abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, guys, I'm here with Simon Curtis. Simon, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. A like, genuine pop star I have on the show. <laughs> you just released new, a new song called Love, which yes. I love. It's so fantastic. Why, thank you very much. And I was telling you before we started recording, I used to jam out to your uh, your old music. When I first moved to LA, Like your stuff reminds me so much of that time in my life. You know how music just brings you yeah. back? I was like re-listening to Diablo uh, <laughs> today, and it was just taking me back it. in time, and I loved it. Amazing. Thank you so much. I yeah. get that a lot, actually, just because all my initial music came out in 2010 and 2011. I have so many gay friends now who are like, you were my pregame jams right. back in the day. <laughs> I love it. It's so flattering. Also, I mean, that time in pop music was just like the best, wasn't it? It was amazing. We had like Nikki and Gaga and Kesha and Britney and uh, Katie. It was uh, it, uh, it was amazing. It was perfect. You know those, have you ever seen those DJ earworm like year-end mashups? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? At those ones from like the 2009 maybe to like 2013 were mm-hmm. just like the best. They were flawless. Yeah, and you, I watch them back and I'm like, oh my God, that was when music peaked. <sighs> the glory days. Um, speaking <laughs> of... Did you hear any of the new Vanderpump music? We're going to talk about the episode, but have you heard? <laughs> like Speaking of epi- iconic episode music. music? No, no. <laughs> well, we need to talk about that too. Oh, but don't we I'm do. talking about Sheena's got a new song out. No, I haven't heard it. Sheena's got a new one. And then DJ James Kennedy and uh, featuring Ariana. I saw them recording on last week's episode. Right. They only showed us heard... a little clip. I wanted more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Ariana Venti. <laughs> <laughs> it's music. <laughs> that it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go check it out. My boyfriend and I did a La La deep dive <laughs> like a few weeks ago. Who do you think in the Bravo Liberty universe, who do you think's the best singer? Or the, who has the best music out? Ooh, the best. Well, I mean, Candy, like far and away, because she's right. like an actual like songwriting mogul. Right. And she's written so many of my favorite songs from my childhood. Like she wins hands down. It's not even yeah. a question. I was watching her on Celebrity Big Brother. And when she came out of the house, she was doing like an exit interview with Bryce uh from entertainment tonight and she was saying how she's making money off that ariana grande song because yeah cause ariana grande sampled in sync which candy wrote that song yep yeah makes me ill uh, no I love when candy gets paid <sighs> and so, from my childhood like that's my golden era yeah. like uh yeah it's fantastic um okay we need to talk about this episode so yes. we open with the girls in solvang <laughs> yeah. and chris solvang <laughs> solvang jackson i thought was solvang uh, <laughs> now there's a j <laughs> i love I britney love so much i am on the brim of freaking out <laughs> The girls are just drunk, and Kristen's wasted at this point. Like Kristen is five sheets to the wind. What's the phrase? Yeah. Eating, just, eating plants in the front yard. Such like. a fucking mess. Now I know that I'm one of the very few Kristen apologists. Most people, I'd say 99 percent of the audience doesn't like Kristen, but I still like her. How do you feel? How? Where do you land on Kristen? You know what? What I find really interesting. Just a, a caveat as a TV character, I feel like she has always just been very, very unlikable. Like the things that she does, the things that she says, like she never really redeems herself and is always kind of sloppily just like chasing after people and hunting them down. So I've never really been Team Kristen, 
But this episode, I feel like, really did a good job of opening the doorway to being like, oh, I understand where all this anger is coming from. And I feel really bad for you. And I feel really sorry for you. And perhaps I shouldn't be so hateful towards you when I watch these episodes. (laughs) Well, but that's that's what these shows do so well, is they are able to humanize monsters. And you were saying, too, about James, you said. Yeah, last last week's episode did the exact same same thing with James. Like, you spent the entire season thinking he's such an asshole, and then they start introducing his parents and his family dynamics and all of these reasons that you really, your heart kind of breaks for him. And you're like, oh, I understand why you're an alcoholic. I understand why you have anger issues Mm -hmm. and you need a hug. Yeah. Now, do you think it's responsible? Because I go back and forth and I don't know where I land on this issue. But sometimes like with the James stuff, sometimes I do think it's irresponsible of the, I don't know if it's producers, editors or whatever, just to like paint him into a, a better light when like we see him being so awful. And maybe Kristen too. It's like seeing someone be so awful and then try to get sympathy for that person. Does that make sense? I don't think it's necessarily like pandering for sympathy. I feel like it's understanding somebody. And mm-hmm. especially when you're meeting his parents and you're seeing his mom, especially like that entire nightmare. I don't feel like it's like a crass grab for sympathy. I feel right. like it's really understanding. Oh, we have several broken people on the show and this is exactly why right so i I find it really fascinating more than anything um it's interesting you say that too because we learned that with stassi too when dana came on board it was like that just added this whole extra layer to stassi that we've never seen in honestly i like that was straight up child abuse like i have never seen child abuse like that on tv it was it made me sick to my stomach i know stassi i want to give you a hug like it broke my heart. I'm curious too what the relationship is after that airs. Like I, I've heard little things in like blogs and stuff, but I'm curious like what the relationship or the dynamic is between Stassi and her mom after something like that airs, where it's like so hard to watch as a viewer. I couldn't imagine if you yeah. were the child in that situation. I know. I mean, I, on, if that was my mom, I would honest watching that back, I would have to be like, we can't have a relationship moving forward until I know that you're in therapy, right. because this, I, I like, <laughs> I'm devastated, and the whole world is devastated along with me. Like literally, everyone saw you yeah. being a monster. I want to talk about we open we open at Guillermo storming off, but before we see Guillermo at at Sir with James, mm-hmm. there was a pop song playing. Have you noticed any of these musical transitions in this show? <laughs> we were <laughs> there was a song, and I literally wrote down the lyrics. It was like, "Boy, you are a boy. You're not a man." Did you catch that? <laughs> Cackling. Boy, you are a boy. You're not a man. We need to this episode okay so vanderpump rules (laughs) like notoriously has the worst the background transition music in in the history of television it's it's iconic at this point and this episode (laughs) so far and away exceeded every standard that it's ever set for itself like there was the what was it it was like super cars beverly hill oh god there were so a lot of them and simon i've been following the show forever and literally (laughs) recapping it scene by scene and this was the first week where i was like what the fuck is this (laughs) like boy you are a boy you're not a man and then we like go into sir i was like what the fuck was that lyric like i rewound it to write it down i'm like who's singing this how are they getting this music is it just we, a free music? Like, we shazammed like three of them and nothing came up for any of them. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. Is we, someone like, had just the shazam <laughs> on ready and it was nothing coming up. <laughs> boy, you are a boy. You're not a man. Like, what the fuck are we even saying here? Boy, you are a boy. You're not a man. We need to talk. Uh. Oh is it God. just an editor with a keyboard? Like, just make up some, like, improv some lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, there are companies that just, like, farm out, like, cheap, quick music just so they can get, like, cable sync deals like that. So they have to be working with, like, one company and, right. like, a group of, like, two dudes who are just like, hey, come sing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the night off from the Groundlings. I used to do improv, and there would be guys that would just sit at a keyboard, and they were, it was their job to just, on the spot, come up with the lyrics. I feel like they song. might do a better job at this point i know it's just uh, it was shocking there was another one later i'm sure we'll get to it a a woman one it was like (laughs) you're a lady i'm a lady let's drink (laughs) let's drink we're we're in solving let's drink (laughs) 
<laughs> but we uh, we oh, saw. <laughs> boy, you are a boy. <laughs> You're not a man. It's also like it's shady to like Jax. Like he's not a man. They just show him like cutting fruit. Boy, you're not a boy. Transition. The the thing. The, oh, one of the things I think is so beautiful about this show is that the producers actively loathe oh, the yeah. cast members. Whatever they can do to humiliate them, to like if they control them in the editing room, like they will do it and like do it in such a flawless way that is just like. Unless you're so really good. watching for it, you don't even know what's happening. No, and that's what I wonder. Like, I wonder how much people are picking up on the fact that every time Sheena's on screen, the editors are making fun of her. Like, every last moment of Sheena on screen <laughs> is so fucking humiliating. I know. And almost to the point, like, where I, I'm, like, literally, because I'm noticing it every more and more every week, where I'm like, this is... I feel bad for this poor girl. I know. Like, like, even though she's the one doing and saying these embarrassing things, it's almost sad because it's like, later in the episode, there was that point where they were making fun of her loving Rob, and then they were like, it was like a symphony, and then they literally edited together a symphony of her saying the word Rob. It's like, <laughs> that is so fucking rude. I know she's getting paid for this, but I don't know that like that's what she signed up for, I but know. I'm loving it. I know. it's. I know, like, I have to wonder, like, what does the cast, like, what do they feel going back and watching these episodes? Are they just like, yay, we're on TV? Or are they like, wow, this is like... They hate us. It's so it's so Valerie Cherish. Valerie is like my number yeah, one, but it's like it is. It's a very Valerie Cherish of them. Just like smiling through gritted teeth and like, well, at least I'm at on least TV. It's successful. Yeah, I know. I know. So we did get a scene of James and his brother Harry in the back alley. So Harry's going to be working at Sir. Yes, and I did really appreciate that we got in that back alley because we haven't been there in a while <laughs> i feel like those are my favorite scenes i want more <laughs> scenes by that sir dump the dumpster i love the dump like that With dump Kristen has given us so the much walls. <laughs> <laughs> like spider-man yeah. uh, <laughs> i love that sir dump and i'm ready for Kristen. <laughs> i am so ready for Kristen to just be going up against james's brother now because now we have harry working there and i'm very excited about what that's what kind of spiral that's going to send Kristen into. You know what, though? I think with this episode, we've started pulling the thread beneath the James mm-hmm. hatred. And I, I honestly, I would be shocked if it wasn't somewhat diffused. Because especially if people start really leaning into like what's really going on with her, I would be shocked if she relented a little, if she didn't relent a right. little bit. Have you been following? Apparently, there's rumors that her and Carter are broken up in real life because it was just her birthday and Carter was like the only one. As far as I know, I, as far as I know, he was the only one who didn't like publicly wish her a happy birthday. And then she like kind of did one of those like, uh, in, um, what is the word I'm looking for? She kind of inferred that they were broken up. Oh, I don't know if gotcha. she publicly said it yet. I but. don't think I, I don't think I follow any of the cast on social media, so I I, I did follow not. all of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I haven't gone to that place yet. I actually don't. I think I follow maybe like halfish. I haven't gotten to like Raquel, but I'm not above it. I'm sure it'll I'm happen left. soon. <laughs> thought you were my friend, <laughs> Raquel. <laughs> Oh, poor Raquel. I really thought Raquel was going to have a star season this season, and she's had some moments, but she, I mean, I, I, I no, I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. Like, that is, like, a part Stop of my- clapping in my face. face Lala. <laughs> oh, that was her moment, really. It, it really is. So, I, what do you make of the Harry? Do you think he has star power? Um, I, I feel like he's, I feel like he's, like, B-team. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna- go to the big leagues in this i don't either cast i was looking at him the only moment where i got a little bit of hope was when they did that flashback to james in the early seasons of his tenure Mm, and i thought well he does seem sort of like james was but i'm not getting much from him and so i'm a little bit nervous about him he just seems sweet like he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't seem to have the the sort of reality show presence that the other cast members do like even Raquel, like she knows how to stare blankly. Like she, she really excels at it. <laughs> Raquel's a star. <laughs> she, I, I lo- I'm a Raquel stan. You are. I love Raquel. Oh, I love a Raquel stan. I, I love Raquel. Yeah. I'm ready for her to flourish. Yeah. Well, you know what? I maybe next. I feel like the end of this season. I think Raquel might have like a really good reunion showing. I think so too. I'm feeling. It. I, like, I, I think she can. I feel like she'll look her best at the reunion, and then she'll come in with something maybe like against Lala or something. Yeah. Exactly. Very excited about that. So we did see Jax. He was working at Sir, and in his confessional, he said something that was very telling to me. He said, "Did Lisa and James bury a body in the desert?" 
because Lisa keeps letting James back at work. And that was something where it was like, I rarely agree with anything Jack says, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're right. Like that's, Lisa keeps letting James back but in. But you know what? How many times has Jack's been Agreed. let in? Like the only reason that Jax is so pissed off about it is because he's like looking in a mirror and seeing <laughs> shit that he doesn't like about himself. And right. that's so much easier to call out in other people than it is to like actually like have some like self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the only reason it's getting under his skin. Cause what the fuck does it matter to you, dude? You're on your <laughs> 64th time working back at that <laughs> restaurant. Like <laughs> what bodies have you buried with Lisa in the desert? Like <laughs> he's looking in a mirror similar to the way James looked in the mirror when he was trying on those underwear from an older man. <laughs> a scene I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I did like, we got some flashbacks to Jax with Laura Lee and then Jax with oh Lala, God. flirting with Lala. I had totally forgotten that Jax and Lala, they didn't really have like a big thing, but they had a little tiny thing. You know what? I had forgotten. I, so, um, we just started going back and watching from season one because I started my Vanderpump journey last season. Okay. Oh, so okay. I, I wow. have not seen most wow. of the series. So I'm in the middle of season one right now, and I just had my big Laura Lee moment. <laughs> so Laura Lee was a star. She was a damn star. She was a reality TV star. Justice for Laura mm-hmm. Lee. Where's she at? I know. I would like to check in with all of these people. Like, I want to know what's going on with Laura Lee. What's going on with Vale? You don't know Vale because no, she was just a, kind of around for a minute. But I need to know where they're at. Like, I just want them to pop in the restaurant and say, like, this is what I'm doing now. You know, I live in Oklahoma or wherever the fuck they are. Like, I don't, I just need to know what's going on. Exactly. So we cut to Sol, we cut back to Salvine. <laughs> Salvine. <laughs> and Stasi's very much over Kristen. And so I, you could tell the uh, sort of bubbling under the surface is a Stasi versus Kristen thing. I feel like Stasi gets upset because she kind of is like the de facto babysitter for Kristen. Mm-hmm. Like, Kristen always gets pushed on her whenever she gets to be her sloppiest. So, I mean, I would be pissed if I was Stassi, too. I'd be over it. Like, Do you have any friends like that where they're the sloppy ones and you're the responsible one or vice versa? Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, I get rid of them. <laughs> I'm in my 30s now. I'm, like, too grown. That's why I'm like, how are you? What? what? Kristen? Like, what? Aren't get you it together? <laughs> and also, they're, like, wine tasting. It's not like they're taking shots. It's weird to me that they get... S- I guess I would get I would get drunk. The thing too. is, is you're supposed to spit. And none of them were spitting. Like, especially if you have a whole day of wine tasting. Yeah. Like you, the, Kristen they, was straight up chugging. Like she, there was lots of shots of her just like with the wine glass, like completely, like oh, completely overhead, a straight down. line from the ceiling to her mouth. Gerson, blah blah blah, or whatever she was saying. Blah blah. Yeah, no. When you go wine tasting, like you, you take sips and then you order a glass of the one that you liked. And, and then, then, you know, you're able to still be walking when you move on to the next winery. <laughs> it was entertaining to me, though. And can we talk about how Lala's wearing a robe? I mean, Lala, I feel like, is fuck-free this season. Like, she is, like... I feel like some days she's just, like, not doing her hair, but with full face of Lala makeup yes. and, like, sweats and driving the Rolls Royce. <laughs> I feel like so many times she's showing up to set being, like... My man's a billionaire. Bye. Don't give a fuck. Have you seen the photos from Lala on set with her Al Pacino movie? I honestly, like, I screamed. I screamed. um, Somebody in the Facebook group was saying that uh, in all the articles about it, they all say, like, Lala completely transformed. And it's like, she really just looks like Lala in, like, a brown paper bag. like. Without her Lala racing stripe makeup, like it's, it's like she didn't really completely transform. She still looks exactly like Lala, just in like a worse costume. You know what? I'm here for it. I'm gonna watch that movie just to see that scene. Oh yeah, I cannot wait for that movie. So, did you catch the shop they were shopping in? Because I need to talk about this for at least twenty minutes. The weird little Danish. It was shop. like a weird shop, and it had. I was writing down all the things I saw in it because mm-hmm. it just had everything. It had makeup, <laughs> dolls, <laughs> Legos, cards, books, teapots, light fixtures, <laughs> miniature furniture. Sheena at one point was like talking in front of a giant wood carving of, I think, a caveman. <laughs> And then they serve wine there. And I was like, what's happening at the shop? Like, what's the name of the shop? Like, what did they just throw everything in there? I think because Solvang is a Danish, like, micro town, I think it was like an all things Danish because Lego is a Danish company. Okay. So I'm assuming that it was just okay. a, a, sh- a shop for like all Danish goods, no matter what wow. they were. Okay. See, that makes more sense to me because I thought, why is there a Lego section? Because otherwise, I thought like, 
I could get wrap my head around a boutique that has like a teapot and yeah, a, maybe like a makeup. <laughs> well, I don't even understand. No, you know what? I don't understand. Simon, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is not making. I think sense. the Danish thing is the only like valid explanation. I kept rewinding it because I saw when we first got in there, Katie went over to like the makeup area, and I was like, "Oh, we like are at a Sephora." Mm-hmm. And then it panned over a little bit and said Lego, and then Stasi was buying like a giant lego, lego storage head, head <laughs> container and then it went over a little bit more and it was like ariana was in front of some tiny furniture <laughs> and then we saw maybe Brittany making a phone call in front of a wood carving of a caveman and i thought what the fuck and then all of a sudden as as if i thought like maybe it's it's just a boutique shop like that's yeah. it then all of a sudden we got a bar and there was a wine counter and they were serving wine i was like what the fuck is happening where is this place i want more of them like i want to just spend the day in one of these shops just buying all this random shit oh man yeah i really think it's a danish thing i think it was i, think I didn't know was. lego was danish but that totally makes sense yeah. now and i my boyfriend's like a huge lego fan like he mm. plays he like still gets lego sets i mean same so <laughs> And Bo, too. It made me like Bo when Stassi's like, Bo likes his toys. I like Bo. I Just across I the too. board, I really like Bo. Yeah. I feel like if any of these other randoms who've popped up in the cast recently were like to become part of like primary cast, it would be Bo. He seems just, he's got like an ease about him. I don't know what he does. I'm curious what he does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've said that. Maybe they have. But I did find out this week that he was in a Lifehouse music video. Really? You know that song, Lifehouse, You and Me, which was on my pretend sex list in college, like my sex playlist, which really was just like a slow dance with girl in the dorm room? I was going to say, was this closeted sex? (laughs) Lifehouse would be included (laughs) in that. I'm really straight, I promise. Want to listen to Lifehouse and Nickelback, ladies? (laughs) I would like, let's have heterosexual sex. (laughs) Lure a girl in my room to slow dance, then I'd be like, I'm too tired. We'd listen to Garden State soundtrack, and that'd be the end of it. Uh, but hey, the Garden State soundtrack goes off. I know. Like, that, what to this day. What was that song? I used to love that soundtrack so much. Oh my god, much. I still do. That soundtrack is, is perfect. I do feel like the movie bamboozled me. Like I, at the time, in college, thought it was like the greatest movie ever, and I've since mm. rewatched it, and I'm like, wow, it's not <laughs> that good. I don't remember the movie. I only remember the soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, the soundtrack is flawless. That Blue Eyes song was my favorite. Mm. That was like one of my... <laughs> Did you ever have a sex playlist? Yeah. I, n- like no. closeted sex playlist? I, no, I really didn't because I never had closeted sex. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, Bo was in the music video for one of those songs, You and Me. Which, wow. Do you remember that song? What I it is? Ah, it was a slow song and it was beautiful. But I just... He's like... You can watch the video. It's hysterical. He's very clearly an actor. Yeah. Like, he, you don't, he's very seasoned on camera. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he seems like somebody who has done, like, UCB or Groundlings or something. Like, he's, he gives off that vibe. Like, he's I feel an, like he does, like, improv. skits on Instagram. <laughs> I don't, I don't follow I like, him, but I need to look now to see if he's doing sketches. <laughs> I feel like he does. Okay. So then back at Tom Tom, Lisa and Jiggy, I wrote my notes, Jiggle. On accident, I typo. <laughs> My call is Jiggle. still alive. Jiggle's hanging I, on by a thread. I mean, <laughs> did you watch Rouse of Beverly Hills? I did, and he's in like a, a hyperbaric chamber and shit. Like, where do you land on that? Is it should they be keeping him alive? No, no. I think I think at that point that's just I, I feel like it's really cruel and selfish. And you know, I feel like unfortunately Lisa Vanderpump has gone through a lot in the past year and she's probably just like not, not willing not to today. Like, yeah, not not motherfucking today. Not today, not Jiggy. <laughs> jiggles <laughs> jiggles with me through twenty nineteen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like I, I get it. I, I completely get it, but just objectively, I I do not. I you know, I am an animal lover and I I also think like animal cruelty can also exist in like putting animals through what kind of amounts to torture and just for the sake of keeping mm-hmm. them alive for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cause well, he's, he's been around for like 38 years. I know it makes, I've talked about this before. I get so sad and upset about these dogs because we've been with them for so long and I know. it, we really start to face mortality when we see our reality TV dogs dying I and know. I don't like it. I know. At least Lisa has all those other dogs that we can look at. Yeah. You know, but uh, so Tom and Tom bring that ice shot thing and Lisa's totally sending them mixed signals. Like she told them that they could have this ice shot thing there, but then she acts like she's upset about it. And I feel like that's been Lisa's whole relationship with them about Tom Tom from the jump. Mm -hmm. Like it's always mixed signals with her and them. Like one day it's like, Ooh, I'm so Mm -hmm. excited that you, you know, we're doing this restaurant with you the next day. It's, you have 5%. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You're basically a name. Get out of here. We need the like, term sheet. 
Simon. Like, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to know exactly like what the finances are there. I want to know what they their get. Roles $250 are. a year. Right. Right. A year. <laughs> Guaranteed appearances nightly. I need to know. I need it. I need it. I need it. Um, so then we get a phone call from Brittany to Jax. And Brittany is like asking Jax, like, when is Guys Night? Are you going over to Guys Night? And Jax's like, well, I'm working out. He was shirtless in his, in his FaceTime video. Yeah. And then Brittany says in her confessional, I do want to know where he's going and when he's going to be there. I think I have that right after all we've been through. Where do you stand on this? I mean, the thing is, is I think it's great that they're doing couples therapy. I think both of them need to be in individual therapy. Right. Like, Do you think it's actually long-term couples therapy or they did it one time on camera? I, they definitely did it one time on camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Sure. And like, I also think, I think Brittany needs to be in therapy. Like she made a comment about like, she won't do it, but like, no, you both, you, like sure. you both have some issues to work out, she, especially if you were trying to be together. Like, and Jax is in such denial just about everything. And he has this like, old Jack's idea that he is just like sitting on and like trying to bury and like that shit blows up at some point yeah i mean it all brims to the surface uh-huh <laughs> like he's I, I find it really interesting that he is so adamant that he has like dealt with all of his shit and he's fixed himself but it's just like <laughs> it's the most intense form of denial i think i've ever seen on reality television oh yeah i mean it's really dark like i don't really like the jackson britney scenes anymore because they make me uncomfortable because it seems like they're not facing all the things that they're going through they're just I mean, lying to each other they're, they're saying fiance over and over again and lying to each other and the way britney said that in her confessional like i want to know where he's going and when he's gonna be there i think i have the right after all we've been through it was just the way she said that i thought oh like it doesn't feel like you guys have gotten through through it which is understandable that yeah. they haven't gotten through it and it's understandable that she wouldn't trust him but like at a certain point you have to be honest and mm-hmm. say you know what i don't trust you mm-hmm I mean, that's just to be expected. You can't just say the word fiancé over and over again and think that your relationship has been healed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so weird. So during this phone call, it's also revealed that James and brother Harry is working there or whatever, and Kristen overhears his phone call and she spirals. And she said she's pissed because she's the only one not worthy of a second chance. And that, to me, was like a light bulb aha moment where I thought, oh, that's why Kristen has this thing. Because mm-hmm. Lisa has literally forgiven or given second chances to all of these other people in the cast, even Stasi, when Stasi yeah. was like pretty... I-, I will say that Kristen maybe... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Did Kristen go above and beyond maybe the things that James did or Jax did or Stasi did to Lisa? I mean, Kristen did tell the partner to suck a dick. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is I, I, I actually get it with Kristen. Like, mm-hmm. I get it because Lisa is like the mother hen there, and she has forgiven everybody for everything. You know, even in just in terms of like reality TV cycles, people always forgive everybody for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nini and Kim oscillate between best friends and arch nemesis, like on a season mm-hmm. to season basis if Kim ever shows up. But you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. for like Kristen to still not be forgiven, I could and also I noticed cuz you know I haven't seen their falling out cuz I just started watching the show last season, but it was so interesting to me on the last season's reunion episodes when Lisa told Kristen to shut up. Yeah. And she never speaks to anybody else like that. She is harder, and I know everyone listening hates Kristen, but she is harder on Kristen. And some Lisa of it's hates just Kristen. She hates her, and some of it's justified. But it is weird because there has been times in the show's tenure where Lisa has hated Stassi or hated Jax or hated James, and still somehow is able to get around, over it or around it. Uh-huh. And it seems like every. But cast it seems like member, also with the with the other people, she's done it with love. Like she'll do like these little like kind of like knife twisting jabs, mm-hmm. but it's like it's still clearly coming from a place of 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 love in in some sort mm-hmm. of fucked up way. With with Kristen, it's it's like she really doesn't even want her on set. She's like, no, yeah, I I really don't like you. Like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I that's think the attitude. Lisa one hundred percent wants Kristen off the show. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about this cast is like they are so close that it's it'd be very hard to just get rid of one of them because they hang out like especially real- one of the originals mm-hmm. in real life. Uh, but Kristen did say suck a dick, Lisa, <laughs> at that weird <laughs> shop. <laughs> I love when Kristen says to suck a dick. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> suck a dick, Lisa. 
Oh. And then she says she's going to have to commit murder. I forget why I wrote that in my notes, but she said it at one point. <laughs> so then, oh, so Kristen storms out. Yes. Then we cut to this evening dinner, and they all have the drunk eyes. Like, every single person at the table. They are glazed over, and Lala is loving it. She's at the head of the table. She's like, <laughs> She's, like, cackling like a Disney villain. I'm happy that Lala sober. I didn't really understand that. I, I was a little confused last week because I wasn't sure if Lala was saying she had a drinking problem and so she cut back or she just decided she wanted to be sober. I was a little confused. Either way, I just, I'm happy that, you know, she's happy and healthy. Yeah. But it was just a little confusing last yeah. week to me, but it seems they like didn't, she's... They didn't touch it much. She was just like, we had a really sloppy night and we decided to not drink and I'm happy about that. So Yeah. And either way, it's great. Like, if you just want to be sober, that's great. But, yeah. Or if you you know, hit rock bottom and want to be sober. That's great exactly. too. It's just, it was confusing to me last week, but Kristen wasn't there. She did arrive in an Uber. She's wandering <laughs> the streets of Solvang. <laughs> that Uber just made me laugh so hard. She's like, thank you so much for the ride. And, <laughs> and also I thought like, did she text the camera people and was like, I know, how did she Uber's get an Uber without there. her phone? Cause she didn't have her phone. <laughs> it what must is, have been production. What is the truth? What is the truth? We need the answers. Uh, but then Stasi said, Kristen, you should tell us what you're feeling. And then Kristen said, James is a bad person. And Katie, even, I was surprised to see Katie yeah. say, well, he's just working a night at pump. And yeah. we, I thought Katie hated James and would never get over it. But here she was at the table telling Kristen, like, get over it. Because I think at that point it was ridiculous. I think at that point everybody is like, dude, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, he got he got fired for what he did. And, like, what more do you want? Like, it, I think at that point it became obvious that it wasn't actually about James. That there's, like, something else lingering beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that anybody else really had the emotional intelligence in that moment to kind of <laughs> they were like, all identify so that. <laughs> they were all just like really obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at Sir, did you notice, I mean, just because we're talking about Kristen, did you hear Lisa say that Kristen was a reason for James's drinking. Did you catch that? Yeah, she did. And that well, she was, was a like, little bit. Well, I feel like I don't I don't think that she was blaming him for the drinking. I feel like in that moment she was talking about who was fucking up at the restaurant. Mm. I don't think she was talking about like the way that I observed that was not as like her blaming her for the drinking. It was her blaming her for like dysfunction at Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that makes who sense. was providing all the free buckets of sangria? It was Kristen. It was Kristen. Who's Kristen. It to, yeah. Meanwhile, the guys are at the Mondrian. They're having bets on who's going to have the first meltdown. And then immediately it cut to Kristen. Like they all agreed Kristen's going to be the first one to have the yeah. meltdown. And then it cut to Kristen. And then the girls in Sylvain, we're just calling it Sylvain. <laughs> Sylvain. They get shots at the table. And then how are they still standing? I know. I, I'm always shocked by this. I'm, I've gone wine tasting in Santa Barbara a couple of times and we've only made it to one place. And you are like, you're done. I I'm can't. always shocked. Like, there has to be a lot of caffeine involved or something, because it's like, or something. Something. <laughs> because the amount of drinking, and Pasta. to last that whole day, like, they started in the daytime drinking, and, like, we're at nighttime now, and they all, I mean, they are fucked up, but it was just, I would never, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. The pickled livers of Sir. Like, <laughs> what, what are their organs like at this point? <laughs> So this was the moment where they all started talking about Sheena fucking Adam, and then Stassi starts making fun of Sheena, and then this is where they the troll they troll Sheena. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I I do feel bad for her now though at this point because every single week, Simon, every single week they're being mean to Sheena, and it's like we get it. She's embarrassing. <laughs> like I get it. One of my favorite moments from all of last season is when she sat down. I get, wait, did she sit down with Brittany? And she was like, I want you to be this happy and pointed at her face talking about Rob. And it was, I, that was just one of the more memorable moments of all of my reality television watching <laughs> history in my life. I mean, it's hard because Sheena's the one saying and doing all these things on camera. And so on some level, I do think Sheena like knows, like she's playing this role a little bit. Yeah. Like I think she's playing into it, but it's still like, I know. And Sheena was even crying at the table. I know, because I don't think anybody takes her seriously and she can feel it. Like (laughs) (laughs) that symphony scene, though, did we really need a symphony of Sheena just saying Rob a thousand times? Like, really? I loved it. I loved it. It was hilarious. And I'm not saying we don't need it. I'm just saying it was a choice. (laughs) They make choices like that. You know, that's why the show is so beautiful. (laughs) They always seem to make it with Sheena. (laughs) 
<laughs> she gives them the opportunity, though. Like she le- she gives them the in. She gives them the in. And I will say that it was hysterical. And Gina was saying, "I texted Katie to braid my hair, and she didn't respond." It's <laughs> not like it is so funny. Like it's such a embarrassing thing. I know. <laughs> and I'm just like envisioning Katie looking at her phone. Just and Katie it back down. Katie. She just sets it back down. Katie, I know. Katie can't hide being an asshole either. Like no, she just she's is incapable. one. She's just like I'm. A, she's just owning it, and you know she just looked right at that phone and put it away. She's she like, I'm did. not fucking braiding Kate Sheena's hair. I'm, I'm busy. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> uh, so then all the guys have their guys' night. Peter arrives, and I didn't like this guys' night thing because to me it felt staged with the girls. It and was everything. super staged, and, and it was like two girls from like background casting who were like super excited to be on TV. It, it was it was very awkward. And they're doing this too much this year. There's too many scenes where I'm noticing where it feels gross and staged. Those girls had to have had given clearance. It didn't feel like yeah. they were just naturally at the bar, yeah. which I know we're making a TV show here, but it's like it just seemed way too much. It was, it was go get some girls. Oh, here we found these two girls let's go up to the room no and one's gonna blow peter in the bathroom <laughs> or what? Like, i was like girl, i was like girl you you got your three seconds on tv and you spent it like blowing <laughs> peter. she just flew in from ohio and central Ca- she hopped on over to central casting and, she's and you like, know she's gonna like be excited and show her friends this episode and like her only screen time is her walking out of the bathroom wiping her mouth like girl <laughs> you know what start making where's her spinoff i mean we need we it sh- we should give her a spinoff we deserve it wouldn't you love like a behind the music or something like a behind the one episode dedicated to that girl's life story like I <laughs> just like one show like some sort of documentary show where it's like we dive into that girl's history i don't I care if it's it. just like there's nothing going on there i just want to know her story it should be the spinoff like along with laura lee and like, everyone has a story yes everyone has a story different as night and day and everyone has their own journey some follow their path some wander away but everyone has a moment <laughs> i love that uh, then the calling with jackson bow calling the girls in sovain it's like th- that to me felt scripted it felt like jackson's like oh this will be fun like let's pretend we're worried and yeah. then let's call them it was just dumb it it, it really was it the only moment that felt sort of kind of voyeuristic or natural to me was, did you catch that moment where Sandoval was flirting with yep. the girl? That was the moment where I was like, oh, that wasn't planned. No, it definitely wasn't. Because none of them were, it, the acting was too real. It, I, I know. It was like, so, do you think anything happened? I, I'm, I'm really intrigued yeah. by their relationship. Oh, by Ariana and Tom. Ar- yeah. yeah. Because I feel like she actively hates him. Like, I feel like it, like it, if they ever do have sex, it's her like with like whips and shit, like <laughs> like dominating and like abusing him like and like getting at him, him to cry, like staring yeah. at him until he cries. Do you remember that when she was at the um, at the bar and pump and she just glared at him <laughs> and was like so much anger? I've never seen such anger before. It's one of the most beautiful shots I've ever She's seen like, on television. With your dumb hat or something like that. Yeah, there's something like, going you're, on in your obnoxious th- hat. And you're not, like, <laughs> she, I feel like she hates him, and even when she even when she was talking about like you know him discussing her and lala having sex in the backseat of the car like she was like oh poor tom like she's she she really doesn't like him it was just such a like beautiful voyeuristic moment though of him in the corner Mm -hmm. of that of that thing and then they both sort of looked at the camera like oh and um, you know, we didn't see him kiss or anything, but there there was a moment. Oh, definitely. And he even started it back down when they were down in the bar before the room because he was trying to play wingman. And he was like, well, at my bar, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, you're still like peacocking in front of these girls that you're trying to like be wingman, like be a wingman for. So it, it made sense. And I feel like he would want some attention because I feel like his girlfriend hates his guts. So even if it's innocent attention off in a corner, like an idle flirtation, I, I feel like he might actually deserve that at this point. I, sometimes we need a flirt. You know, I, I've been in a relationship for a while, and sometimes, you know, you just need to, to know that <laughs> someone know that wants to got flirt. It. Yeah, so you still got it a little bit. I did love that he brought a bar kit to the hotel. <laughs> that was funny. And then they were all like dancing. There was a moment where they, they did. 
did the little like fashion walk, which is such a gay thing to do. Like I've done that with my friends I where it's like, let's have our fashion lived walk. For Tom Schwartz. <laughs> like it was so good. He there there's a little touch of something in there and like I just want him to explore it at some point. It was just like a, I thought like this is I'm watching me and my friends in a hotel room. Yeah. It was like they're all having a fashion walk. And then there was also a moment where Sandoval was dancing and it wasn't part of the fashion walk, but he was just doing a little a little dance and I loved it. <laughs> and meanwhile, Kristen's texting Carter. She's so pissed. And did you catch when Kristen was like outside alone? Yeah, it was a split second. It was a split second. That was when she was texting Carter. And then they showed us the text on screen. And I'm always curious when they show the text on screen, like if they're real or, or if, if, they, if they're like doctored or fabricated. I know. I feel like they're fabricated a little bit. I feel like they would have to be. Uh, we talked about the Jackson, the bow calling Brittany and Stassi. Brittany said, are there hoes in the hotel? <laughs> oh my god, I love And then Brittany said, do not even talk to those girls or I'll cut your dicks off. <laughs> Stassi's not fucking around, though. Like, Brittany, you know, like, she's so sweet. Like, I don't buy it when she says she's gonna cut her dick off. Or cut his dick off. But Stassi, like, I would believe she would cut a dick off. Yeah, like, there is a sociopath lurking in mm-hmm. there somewhere. Like, she, like, she desperately wants to be, like jack the ripper for a night like, it really does <laughs> she really does she wishes she would. um and then back at the hotel lala's still wearing that robe and all the girls are <laughs> disco robe i, I, know, love, I love that robe so all the girls are trying to sit down and Kristen can't sit all the girls are trying to sit down i love that you had to write down all the girls are like, trying to they sit were. down because down. it's a mission because <laughs> Kristen couldn't she like could not sit she was like a baby giraffe being born it was just like how do i get to like you know she went to the bar to get some water and she was carrying those waters and i was on the edge of my seat she had three waters she had three waters in her hands and i was thinking like is she gonna make it like (laughs) i did not think she would make it i've never seen such dramatic tension on screen than drunk kristen watching walking with three waters in her hands like i who let her who let her like ariana she grabbed him from ariana and i thought i don't here we go like i've never been so tense in my life like my asshole was clenched it was like, will Kristen make it or will they should have? You know how they cut to commercial? They should have done, done it. Done it for that moment. For that, or to be continued. <laughs> no, like, fuck it to be continued. Will Kristen make it? Find out next week. <laughs> she makes it to the table with them waters. Oh, it was oh. just so good. But then she she does find a seat in the middle. Yes, and we've seen this a bunch of times in the trailer where Kristen storms off because she gets mad, and then she does storm off and she falls, she falls. and all of her limbs go everywhere. Jesus Christ. And, it, and then she gets up. It wasn't, it was a little underwhelming because we've seen it so many times, but I still found it completely beautiful. Like, I still found it such a sight, <laughs> such a wonderful sight. Yeah. To just see Kristen kind of like trying to find her balance. Her equilibrium was so fucking off. Yeah. And I loved it. I, yeah. And I, one of the things, I'm really glad this episode started to like go into the why. Because mm-hmm. how many years can you just have this poor girl? being a sloppy fool of making a sloppy fool of herself such a mess and she was fighting with katie on the floor like she was did you notice like she was still on the floor and she was fighting with katie and then <laughs> she did have like splayed or everything whatever. was everywhere it's just like <laughs> ariana in the episode said she looked like one of those things at the used car dealership used car and she totally thing, did which like, she did like <laughs> her limbs are everywhere and i loved it but <laughs> she continued to fight with katie from the floor and then she does storm off and alala says that was so trashy but then here's where we got that really interesting I, I don't know if we can call it a payoff but Stasi revealed yeah something that was an, another moment where Ooh. it was like this feels real like it didn't feel staged that was the that was the best part of the episode because totally. that was the only part of the episode that got real it got so real and and then immediately Stasi's like I shouldn't have said that like I shouldn't have and oh, you know yeah, what she was she saying knew. I shouldn't have said that on camera exactly and that's I always find that the most interesting but she said Carter doesn't work it was a it was a bombshell and I don't I'm curious now I didn't know that Carter wasn't working and I didn't know he was sitting. I never a, knew what he did to begin with. Right. Like, so I, I. And apparently not nice to her at all. Like, he sits at home all day and is like not nice to her. He doesn't pay the rent. He's never been nice to her. I've never seen him be nice to her on mm-hmm. camera. Why isn't she dropping him to the curb? I mean, do you th- she's just attracted that's, to guys that I are think assholes. That's like, but see, I think that's like a deeper self loathing issue. Like, I think that's, that's like, I honestly, like, I really hope that every single one of these people is in therapy. Like, I really need Kristen therapy 2019, but because, like, yeah. that's like some serious self loathing shit. You know, I'm thinking back now, and Tom Sandoval was seemingly sweet to her, and she sort of self sabotaged that. And you self sabotage when you have self loathing. Yes. 
that's that's a mechanism for self-loathing. So I'm I'm confused about the psychology behind all of this. Like, is Kristen just attracted to drama, or is what is I think it, she exactly? doesn't like herself, so she's attracted to guys who don't like her. Mm-hmm. And but then I don't understand the Sandoval because he seemed to be nice to her. Yeah, but then she also she she kicked she him to the cur- yeah. like she got she blew that one up. But yet she's lingered around with the one who actively hates her. We and need, it's so sad. Like we need a, Kristen in therapy. Yeah, to see it. I want an episode where they're like all in therapy. I mean, Stassi said Carter is a bad guy. Like even after she dropped the bombshell, she's like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. And then she went on to say, Well, he is. Like, and then everyone was like, But now we like Camille Grandma. But now we said but it. But now we said <laughs> it. But now we said it. And yeah, that's the thing. I just he has never struck me as anything but a bad guy. Mm. I'm not shocked by any of that because he just he always seemed nefarious. Like there's not he's just always shady. That's interesting because I've never put much thought into Carter before. Like I he always just seemed like wallpaper to me. Like I've mm. just never really paid much attention to him. And I think because they've barely shown him us or shown us him at all. Gotcha. We did get a couple moments earlier in the season when like they were going to Solvang and she said he didn't help her get out of the house or anything. Exactly. And there was like little things where it was like, oh that's a little red flag. But, yeah. And then even this episode when he seemed so, like, laissez-faire about when Kristen was texting him and getting mad and he was with the guys and he just didn't seem to care at all. And that was a little... I feel like I remember an instance last season when she was on crutches and he didn't hold the door open for her. (laughs) I feel like I saw that. And, like, he didn't hold the door open for her. And I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, he just hates her. Like, that's awful. So do you think he's just trying to be on camera? Like, he wants to be on TV? Or do you think... He's, I don't know. Who knows? There's a to lot out. to dive into with people like that. Yeah. Like people who would like use and abuse emotionally like that. Mm-hmm. We need to figure it out. And especially with reality TV. Yeah. He might just want to be on camera. I don't know. I need more. I need more. And so that's how the episode ends. I really hope they dive into this. Like I, I need it. It finally felt like at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, we're getting somewhere because we were like peeling back these layers. And it did bother me that we're getting so much of that scripted, like the guys night stuff. I could have done yeah. without all of that guys night stuff. I'm done with Jackson, Brittany getting married. Like, mm-hmm. let's have the fake build up to the wedding. I no. And I love this show, but I almost think that this season would be better if it was pared down a little bit. Like, they have 20, 24 episodes or something this season. Mm. Whereas something like Real Houses of New Jersey did, like, I think 12 to 14 episodes this season. Gotcha. And I think that it almost would serve the storyline better this particular season if it was less episodes. Because gotcha. it just feels like we're getting a lot of that filler stuff. Yeah. But then we get these great things kind of peppered in, in there. Yeah. And normally every other season of Vanderpump Rules, I feel like is more of that real stuff than mm-hmm. anything scripted. But. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that they dive into Kristen and Carter. Like, I, I hope that that is something that, and I never thought that I would be saying that. About here we are. <laughs> I want more Kristen. <laughs> but, but now but we like, said it. No, but now we said it. Now we said it. I know next week in the previews, it shows we're getting a little Carter versus Kristen and then a little Stassi versus Kristen. Kristen and Lala says she's taking a break from Rand, which we which know we know isn't last. true because we yeah. But it felt like now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I love this episode, Simon. It was really good. It was fun. It was I want to talk a, a little bit about music. Yeah, if you don't mind, of course. First of all, I ask every single one of my guests what their favorite Mariah Carey song is. Oh my god, um, I'm good. Oh, either my all or honey. Interesting. Both classics. Yeah. I ooh. I have to say my all because I used to have like like diva moments in my room, like just like pretending to like lip sync to that on my bed. The original version or the remix? The original. Right. Do you remember she did the remix on Divas Live or like it went in? I forget if it went. It was like dance remix and then into the or maybe vice versa. Like original Divas Live, fanta- yeah, ninety eight. Oh my god, uh, what a and time! I sang that song, the first demo that I ever <sighs> recorded, like the shitty demo in Oklahoma. One of the songs that I sang was My All. <laughs> oh my god. Well, like, we need to unearth that demo. No, we don't. <laughs> How do we get that? How it's get horrible. That? Um, what do you make of the state of pop music right now? You know, I think I think it's really interesting because I feel like it's kind of like the Wild Wild West. Like, because of the internet and because of streaming and because independent musicianship is such like a viable career path now... I think it's it's really exciting just because so many people are able to just put their art 
out right. in terms of like getting like the big pop girls like the early 2000s i mean i feel like that's kind of a relic of the past at this point and there's a part of me that mourns that just because i i do like that so much as a gay man right. but also i you know i think it's i i do think it's time that that is a relic of the past because that's that was such like a misogynistic music industry mm. model of like basically rooms full of like ex frat boys propping up like sex dolls you know and that's not to diminish any any women but like there was an industry cultivated around like selling women as sex objects and you know i feel like that's really shifted like and even with somebody like our biggest pop girl right now ariana like she is Everything is so on her terms. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, like it's all about her art and what she chooses to express and do. And I feel like the industry is really, really shifting. And there's so many gay people making music. There's so many queer people, so many queer artists. Who do you like? What queer artists are you really into right now? I mean, Kim Petras is Mm -hmm. like my total inspiration. Just like her business model, everything that she's done. Like, I, I am in awe of what she has accomplished. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like Ariana is, is like, I mean, I'm not talking about like queer artists right now. I'll just Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> Her new song with James. That's what you're talking yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> um, but no, Ariana Grande, like she's, she's such a huge inspiration to me. I knew her back in my Nickelodeon days. And so it's oh so my God, funny. That's right. I know the first time I ever like hung out with Ariana, we, it was the victorious rap party and we were doing karaoke at this little like sushi place in Sherman Oaks. What did you guys do? And, well, she sang, um, Mariah, all I all I want for Christmas, uh, and a like, dream. I had I had heard like because I was hanging around like while everybody was filming the pilot, and I had heard that she was this incredible singer, and then we're like doing karaoke in the summer, and all of a sudden that song starts playing, and her voice starts. Uh, I was like, and she did oh, it during the summer. Shit. Yeah, oh, I love her. I know that's it, the best time to listen to all I want for Christmas. I know. You. I truly believe that. And she killed it, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. And she's just like inspired me ever since. I think she's amazing. Uh, yeah, she's great. All of the new stuff she's coming out with, I just think is phenomenal. And it's, it's at least we have, I'm so glad that we have her because there aren't a lot of those big voices right now. Yeah. And I miss that, especially I'm a 90s kid. So I love the big voices. Yeah. And like R&B. I'm ready for R&B to have a mm-hmm. moment. I want like some 90s art. That's why I love the Tony Braxton album uh, last year. That album was phenomenal. She blocked me on Twitter. Why? I'm devastated. Why? <laughs> why? Tony Braxton blocked Tony you on Twitter. Tony blocked why? me on Twitter. I, <laughs> what a, what I, a I can only assume I okay, so somebody what posted did you say about Tony Braxton? She posted when when Aretha passed, she posted <laughs> a screenshot of a photo and it's like her and Clive Davis and like all of these like music legends. <laughs> but she posted the screenshot, like including the Google search at the top. Oh. And it was like word soup. It was just like Clervis Davis Artia <laughs> Frank Turney Bristers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just tweeted it. You know, sometimes you have to point these things out. I, I was just saying, like, this is legendary or something like that. Sure. And it got several thousand retweets, and then she blocked me. And I didn't tag her in it. Like, you know, <sighs> people tag online. It's annoying because, you know, no tagging out there. Don't like, tag. If I didn't tag someone, then don't tag them. Exactly. Sometimes, uh, housewives, sometimes people will tag. Okay, enough. Girl, enough. 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 Simon, thank you so much. Are, is there going to be more new music coming soon? Yes, I have another single that'll be coming out in April. I'm very excited about that. And then you'll just have to see for the rest of the year. And right now, everyone needs to go download and listen to Love. Yes. It came out on Valentine's Day. And yes. I truly love it. Like, I, Can I play it on this? Can I play oh, it? Oh, yeah, please. Up? Yeah, okay. I love it. Um, so <laughs> please go listen to it. And where can people find you on social media? I'm at Simon Curtis across the board. Simon, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. 
Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening. I want to encourage everyone to go listen to that Teddy Mellencamp interview if you're a Real Houses of Beverly Hills fan. And uh, subscribe, tell a friend, and thank you to all of you that do. I love you so, so much. I want to do our little cool down, so let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. And breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in and hold it and breathe out. And now I just want to play us out with Simon's new song called Love. I mean, love is just such a beautiful thing, so we should celebrate it. And the song is beautiful. I hope you'll all go download, stream, and really just let it wash all over you because it makes me happy. It's a really like wonderful, wonderful song. So let's all just wash over ourselves. <laughs> that sounds weird. Let's wash over ourselves with this song. That's not the right phrasing, but you understand what I mean. Love you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Icons. 
Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.